Welcome to the Stop Drinking Podcast, where we help you make stopping drinking a simple, logical, and easy decision. We help you with tips, tools, and strategies to start living your best life when alcohol-free. If you want to learn more about Stop Drinking Coaching, then head over to www.soberclear.com. If alcohol is really responsible for so many deaths, so much money, so much pain, why do people drink it? Why do they put it in their body? Why do they put ethanol to their lips and drink it daily, weekly, whatever, for years? Well, it's because something is happening, right? People don't necessarily start weighing up the pros and weighing up the cons of alcohol when they're in their teenage years and then decide, okay, I've weighed up the pros and cons, I'm going to drink it. It doesn't really happen like that. It's all a lot more subtle. So what I want to do is I've kind of created this formula, right? Because there's not just one reason why people drink. There are multiple different things going on and it's very, very complicated and very, very confusing, but I've kind of thought through this stuff and I want to explain to you in this video because it doesn't start from that decision. The decision to be a drinker, it's kind of programmed into us from years prior to that decision. So that's the idea of this video is to give you the formula why people drink. And this is, you know, this is exactly why I drank. This is why other members of the Sober Clear program drank. And to be honest, it's probably why you drank as well. And there may be other factors at play. I'm not just saying it's exactly this, but for 99% of people, they will relate to every single point on this video. There might be a few additional things that, that differ from person to person. Don't get me wrong, right? But really, this is the core of it. This is the crux of it. This is the crux of why people drink. And why should you listen to me? Well, my name is Leon Sylvester. I'm the founder of SoberClear. And what I do is I help business owners and professionals stop drinking through using first principles thinking. And we do that in the SoberClear program. And if you do want information on the SoberClear program, just head over to soberclear.com or click the link in the description. There's some videos to watch there. You'll learn a bit more about the program and the awesome results that we're getting. And if you see the people on the screen right now, these are just a handful of the members of the program and the results so far have been awesome. But without any further delay, let's get into it. So where does it start? Well, it always starts at the same place for everybody. And it starts off with our upbringing. And what I mean by that is, is our upbringing is really the foundation of our alcohol consumption. Now, I know for some of you guys, you might be like, nah, I didn't start drinking until I'm 30, until I was in my 40s. But it doesn't really matter because as soon as we are born, we are born into a world that has alcohol in it. And most people will see alcohol as that beneficial drug that adds real value. I've told you this a million times on the channel already, but it all starts here. It all starts with the world that we are brought up in. And if you think about the typical journey that an individual goes through is, you know, they're born, uh, they start growing up, and then they start getting these inputs of alcohol. And that might be, you know, watching TV, that might be watching movies, that might be being in a, in a household where the parents drink, that might be cousins and uncles and brothers and sisters that drink alcohol. And when we're young, we're often influenced by the people that we admire. And there is no doubt, unless your parents are like somehow covering your eyes and covering your ears, is that you will see people when you're growing up that you admire put alcohol into their body. That is, I'm almost 100% certain about that. It might be, you know, a sports athlete that, that does a sponsorship. And that might be your favorite sporting person and, and you see them drinking. Or it might just be somebody that you follow on social media. Whatever it is, is that, you know, before you put alcohol in your body, you will have had numerous inputs telling you that it's okay to drink. It's a good thing. 
And then what will typically happen is, you know, as teenagers start growing up is they might start dabbling here and there. They might try a few drinks here and there. You know, I remember the time that I first tried alcohol and it was me and my best friend at the time, we were teenagers. And hey, listen, it's, it's, it's embarrassing to admit it, but I'll just be honest with you guys, right? But so the, 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 I doubt the, the parent of this, um, of this friend is going to be watching this video and I actually think they called us anyway, but we, uh, we stole alcohol from our uh, friend's parent. And they had like a, a liquor, you know, a liquor cabinet with all these different things. We tried them all and we thought they were all disgusting until we found this blackcurrant liqueur and we couldn't really taste the alcohol. And I remember it like quite vividly, but I was kind of like experimenting, right? Because, well, here's my friend's family. They drink alcohol because my, my mum doesn't drink. Obviously, she's been to AA for 20 years, so I didn't really grow up around too much alcohol. But then, you know, I went to my friend's houses and I started growing up and I started seeing other adults doing it. And I'm thinking, oh, what, what is this? And then we start trying it and then we get the hit on our head and we start testing things. But then in my experience and in a lot of people's experiences, when uh, in England, when you're 18, you can drink. Unlike in America, it's obviously 21. But in England, when you get to 18, that's when you can get your first drink. And I remember like I went to a pub and uh, it was like, you know, I, I remember going there at midnight, the, the moment that I turned 18 and I could order my first beer. And it was like this, this great moment because now I'm an adult. I'm one of them. I'm legally allowed to do this. And I know that for most teenagers, most people out there at 18 or 21 years of age, depending on what country you're in and when you're legally allowed to drink, is those nights, those days, they revolve around alcohol. But why? Why is that? Not for everybody, don't get me wrong, but for, you know, a big majority of, of people turning 18 or 21, that night, that day, it's going to revolve around having some drinks. And the reason why that happens is because of the years behind of it. It's because of the years prior to actually turning 18 or turning 21. And they may have been experimenting already. But then at this point is everybody around you is going to be encouraging you. It's highly unlikely that the people around you are going to be warning you. They're not going to be saying, you know, Leon, are you sure you want to do that? You know, that's, that's a drug, man. That's an addictive drug. That's dangerous. People aren't going to be like that. It's going to be like, oh, Leon, it's your 18th birthday. It's your 21st birthday. Let me buy you a drink. And then you might see, you know, the, your, your, your family members or your friends and they might be like, oh, look, Leon's 18, he's drinking now, he's, he's, he's an adult. Madness. Madness, right? It's, it's absolute madness. That is the world that we live in. When you turn 18, 21, it's like, well done, man. You can now take this drug. And you get, and that when you're growing up and you do this kind of stuff, like in my experiences, I got a lot of validation from people. People were kind of like, oh, Leon's a little bit cool now. He's like one of the cool kids. And pretty sad, but that's just the way that it is. And Really, you know, the reason why people drink is it starts very, very early on. Now, let's say, you know, the individuals had their first few drinks. Then what happens next? Well, we're kind of forgetting one important fact here, and it's that alcohol is an addictive drug. It's not just about the conditioning. It's not just about the upbringing, right? When the individual puts the alcohol into their lips, it's, it's an addictive drug. And the nature of any drug is you have one and then you want another and another and another ad infinitum. It's not the nature of the individual, it's the nature of the drug. And alcohol is a highly addictive drug. You know, that's why people get drunk. That's why people can't stop drinking. There are other things at play, but it, the nature of alcohol is to be addictive. So now we've got this individual that thinks of alcohol is a good thing, they're getting all this validation, they're getting all of this respect, and now combine that with the fact that it is addictive. As you can start to see, it becomes a bit of a recipe for disaster. And now what happens is, you know, the individual could be drinking a little bit more than they usually are, you know, because usually alcohol consumption, because of the nature of an addictive drug, is it increases, 
right? It, it might not increase for 10 years. It might not increase until people are in their 30s and their 40s. But the nature of any drug is that you will drink more of it or you will take more of it, whatever it is. So we've now got the individual that's consuming this addictive drug, maybe on a regular basis. And now what happens is that they now start to suffer with a craving. So when they don't have the drug, they have a craving, which basically means that the individual feels like something isn't quite right. It's like they can't relax. They can't kind of just sit down and be calm because there's always this nagging feeling. There's always this feeling of like, just, I don't know, it's like this, this, this stress, this weird feeling, but it only goes away when you actually take the drug. When you drink the poison, when you drink the ethanol, that goes away. So now think about this, right? So we're brought into this world that sees alcohol as a good thing, right? We, 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 we try it, then slowly but surely it increases because of the addiction. And now we've got this craving. But most people don't even realize that. They don't realize that the cycle that they're in is just relieving this craving again and again and again. They start attributing alcohol to actually relaxing them, to helping them de-stress, when really it's doing nothing. It's just prolonging an addiction. Because remember, it's an addictive drug that doesn't do anything for you, by the way. There is no benefit to consuming it. And now the individual might say to themselves, like, I want to knock this on the head. This isn't really all it's made out to be. And then we've got the next element of the equation, which is the conditioning. And I have made an in-depth video talking about this in the past. I'll actually link you to that video in the description. But I mean, I talk about this a lot on the channel. You guys will, will have heard me talk about this, so I won't go too deep into it. But I'll just quickly say, you know, that we are conditioned through sheer repetition to see alcohol as a great thing. So when you try to stop drinking it, this is when the people will come at you. Why would you want to stop drinking it? Why don't you just moderate? Why don't you just cut down? And we get bombarded with information, plus all of the other inputs that are happening to us on a day-to-day -day basis. Well, we get conditioned to see alcohol as a good thing. And also we get conditioned to think that we'd be crazy to want to give it up. That's pretty sad. So look at all of these things, right? Look at all of these things that are going on for the drinker. It's a war. It's a war from the moment that you're born. And really the, the final part of this equation and the final reason why people drink is, and this is the most important one, fear keeps them drinking. This is the biggest thing because it's fear that life won't look the same again if you take the alcohol away. So this is why I don't believe in things like being an alcoholic or having a disease or, or me being the problem if I can't control my drinking, right? Look at this. How can you say that it's my fault that I can't control my drinking when there are all of these factors going into the individual? That's why I don't buy into the idea of being an alcoholic. And it's why I, I don't buy into the idea that I'm the problem. Because when I remove the drug and I bring awareness to all of these things and I see them for what they are and I don't buy into these ideas anymore and I take the drug away, guess what? Life goes well again. And this is why people drink. There were just so many things going on at once and people just don't use first principles thinking, they don't do the introspection, they don't sit down and tell themselves like, there really is nothing to fear when I remove this drug. In fact, my life is gonna be 10 times better off. And if you do want help using first principles thinking, getting in control of your drinking, head over to soberclear.com, you can learn more about the Soberclear program and the work that I do with other people. But really, this is the start of it for you. Understanding this stuff, it's really the start of your journey. Thanks for checking out the Stop Drinking podcast by Soberclear. If you want to learn more about how we work with people to help them stop drinking effortlessly, then make sure to visit www.soberclear.com.